the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Come Together San Diego, the live local show on K-Praise, designed to explore what unity in the body of Christ sounds like within our communities and beyond. Don't just listen to it. Be a part of it. Now, here is your host, Bible teacher, writer, broadcaster, and lover of God, Kaz Taylor. Well, hello, my friends, and guess what? We're back in January. Yes, we are. (laughs) And I'll tell you what, if you've looked at the news and you get a sense in your spirit, we're in some of the most challenging times, perhaps, that the church has ever experienced. And, uh, you know, we need to have purchased our oil, naturally and spiritually speaking, and being able to apply that to impact others more than ever before. And I can't... uh, contain myself to share with you and introduce to you my co-host for this entire two hours. This is a man, uh, his name is Frank Shelton, and he and I have been friends for some time, and I've had a lot of other radio shows as well in my days, and he's one of the people that I almost always called on to give some insights uh, in a variety of different things because he is that connected. Frank Shelton, how you doing? Kaz. Great to be with you, buddy, and hello, San Diego. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Let me let me take care of a little business here, Frank, and then I'm going to set you free. You know, Frank has just uh, uh, published a book which Amazon has called the number one new release in the category of Christianity and evangelism, and that book is entitled Urgency, Heaven or Hell. Now, Frank, I, I you know, he, he was kind enough to include me in the, uh, the preamble, basically, to the— uh, to the book, and I'm honored to that. And I've had, you know, I've had an opportunity to stroll through this stuff. And you know, like many of you, my reading friends, you will look at a headline, you go, "Well, oh, that entices me," and that entices me. You know, more and more of the headlines and the content of a, of his book have become enticing to me. And we're going to share some of the content of this book, but I, more than that, I want to share the content of the person named, you you guessed it. Frank Shelton. So, Frank, uh, before before I get into those things, you, by the way, my listening friend, Fra- Frank is not only an author, but I would call him an evangelist evangelist. Basically, you would be amazed at the people that call on him to evangelize not only throughout the nation of America, but in foreign countries and even in countries that uh, disavow or dislike the gospel. They say, come evangelize this country. He's got some stories about that as well. But, you know, one of the other things about Frank is he spent years uh, tied to the U.S. Senate working on the Senate floors, basically being a liaison to the the, uh, conservatives and liberals together. I mean, he had quite a relationship horizontally with so many, and he's got stories to tell about that and some of his other relationships tied to Capitol Police. There's so many other things, but we want to spend some time with the Frank Shelton talking about uh, evangelism and the content of his book, which is called Urgency, Heaven or Hell. And Frank, I'm going to give you an opportunity throughout the show to come back to the uh, the book Urgency and say, here's where you can find mo- more about that. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, my friend and soon to be yours as well, Frank Shelton. Hey, Frank. 
Kaz, I love you, buddy. And, you know, it was said it takes a big man to promote others, and I just really admire you. We've had some great times, and, you know, catching up with you on the Hill a couple times in Washington, and uh, <laughs> you've been a big help for us when I was on staff with Dr. Billy Graham and Franklin. You helped us in San Diego, and, you know, you're just a kingdom player. And when I think of Israel, I think of Jesus and you in that order. So I just love your heart for the kingdom. Oh, my. And uh, I just treasure the West Coast, and I'm thrilled there's so many godly Christian people out there, and um, Lord willing, I want to be either in studio, or I, I believe we need to do a revival out there, and I'd love to oh, tag There's no question with. about it. We do need to do a revival out here, and uh, I, I, there, there are, you know, God's preparing places throughout San Diego County to have these things, and before we go any further, I, I need to give an announcement. You know, if, Frank, one of the things I like to do here, come together San Diego, is if there's something else going on in the community soon that our listening friends uh, who uh, like to know the cutting edge of what's going on, I want to tell you, my listening friend, about an event happening in March, March 11th and 12th. It's called the Reawaken America Tour, and it comes to San Diego on March 11th and 12th. It's going to be two basically full days, and it's going to be uh, on the Balboa Avenue area. Let me give you, once again, it's called the Reawaken America Tour, and you need to know that America needs to reawaken, and Frank and I are going to (laughs) be talking about throughout this throughout the entire two hours. But let me give you contact information for the person to tell you more about tickets. This person's name for the Reawaken America Tour San Diego, March 11th and 12th, is Carter, C-A-R-T-E-R, Carter, and for tickets and other information, let me give you this number. I'll give it to you twice, 918-346-9911. Again, one, I'm sorry, uh, 918-346-9911. This was given to me by my uh, prayer warrior leader, Amy Smith, and she just sent it to me, said, I just saw this, and so I said, I will share the information. So once again, the... Reawaken America Tour, San Diego, March 11th and 12th, for information and tickets, Carter, uh, 918-346-9911. Thank you, Frank. That cleared the stage for me so that we can talk about other stuff. Um, You know, on my to-do list here, I said, let's talk with Frank about a number of things. And here's what I said, and I'm going to hand it over to you. Of course, we only got about three, three or four minutes in this segment. Notice how I did that, and I snuffed you out of your own co-hosting there. Frank, sorry about that. It says, on on my list, it says, Frank is going to tell us the who, why, what, where, when, and how regarding his best-selling book called Urgency and why God stirred him to write it and perhaps why God is making it a bestseller as well. Frank, Shelton, lay it on us, man. Wow. Well, thank you, buddy. Well, um, all glory to God. Um, For those who don't know me, um, first of all, I love California. Number two, I wanted to do three things in my life. I'm, I'm a fifth-generation Washingtonian. I was born on Capitol Hill, and there's still a lot of good, godly people. God has still strategically placed us all over. Wow, strategically love, placed. That's the key, isn't it, Frank? Yeah, we're like pawns on God's chessboard, and I've learned <laughs> either you're either going to be played by the world or you're going to be used by the Lord, and uh, it's better to let God use you and move you. Oh and I, I, I believe if you promote God, he has a unique way to promote you. So oh I'm just here to promote the Lord. But I was going to go into politics, preach, or protect the president. And uh, my family has uh, been blessed to do all three over the years. And after two decades on Capitol Hill, I left by faith in 2007 
But during my tenure, my mom worked at the U.S. Capitol. My dad worked at the U.S. Capitol. Um, and I had the honor. My mom almost went into labor with me in the halls of Congress. So I joke a lot of people come to visit. I was born to work there. And I was born President's Day weekend. And uh, so we love God and country. But I left by faith in 2007. But because I was blessed, I was a speechwriter for um, the House Majority Leader of Congress. I was an aide to the governor of Maryland. I was the youngest in 40 years to work on the floor of the U.S. Senate. I was a fundraiser for George W. Bush, and I volunteered in four White Houses of both parties. So I was able to get some perspective. Two, I'm not a partisan hack. I made a point. I wanted more than one political party represented at my funeral. Paul was all things to all men to win some. My dad protected eight U.S. presidents, and if dad could be willing to die for eight, you and I need to be willing to, to get along, say hi, and even pray for someone polar opposite of us. Oh my. And so having said that, I left in 07, left retirement, 401k, health insurance, with a secure government salary as if it never existed. And I stepped out without a single booking. And praise God, I've now been in 48 of 50 states, preached in 20 countries, and our TV ministry is now reaching 300 million homes every oh week from DirecTV, Dish Network, Cable. Uh, but going fast forward to 2020, a lot of motivational gurus were saying, 2020, we're all going to have eagle eye vision. The sky is the limit. Nothing will go wrong. And in my spirit, and then them. <laughs> <laughs> and COVID threw a curve. And uh, But the fact is, Kaz, uh, I was booked in 10 countries in 12 months. We've got about a minute for your information, okay. Frank. Just preached in Africa in January, just preached in communist Nicaragua, February 2020. And March, I was getting ready to board a plane to preach to 100,000 Muslims in Pakistan. And I was told you can come, but you may not come home. The Taliban will be on the rooftops when you preach. And you're going to preach 10 miles from where they killed Osama bin Laden. I was flying by myself. And as we go into the break, uh, I had three accountability partners said, don't get on the plane I stayed home, and then it made sense. 24 hours into that flight, the president suspended all travel from the east. The corona hit. The crusade never happened. And that's when the book was birthed urgency, because I knew before it hit, the walls were closing. The sand was almost out of time. And more than ever, we're sounding the alarm, because Jesus is on his way. I love it. Frank Sheldon, you know, Frank is a different kind of evangelist, as you can tell. He, he has a real heart for the kingdom and uh, preparation for the kingdom and evangelism for the kingdom is different from what we would have thought a few years ago. So Frank and uh, and his book Urgency uh, are here on uh, you know in, in God's plan to be able to be used to change hearts, change lives, and and populate the kingdom of God. We're going to talk more about that. And Frank Shelton has some amazing things to share, not only about his book but the heart of evangelism behind his book. When we come right back. This is Come Together San Diego, the live local show on K-Praise. More Come Together San Diego is just moments away. Now, more of Come Together San Diego, the new live local show on K-Praise. Here's Cass Taylor. Well, thank you and welcome back to the show, my friends. I've got for the entire two hours, my co-host and special friend, Frank Shelton. He's East Coast we're West Coast, but we've both come to a similar conclusion 
uh, in the past few months, and that is get off the defense and get on to the offense because a lot of times we, we have a tendency to let things happen to us and then we respond to it. But it's time for us to understand the wiles of the enemy and stand against them. Isn't that right, Frank Shelton? Yeah, absolutely. Because, um, you know, the first two-thirds of God's name spell go. The first two <laughs> letters of gospel spell go. First two <laughs> letters of good news spell go. And we have the green light by God to get going. Christianity is in a spectator sport. Yep. And Satan wants us either parked in neutral or worse in reverse. Yep. And now's the time to be on offensive. And, um, you know, the Bible says, and the gates of hell won't prevail. Ooh. So I've read the Bible, we win, and now's not the time uh, to get weak in the knees. That's right. And, and the we win part is more uh, necessary to be aware of right now than ever before in the earth. And I asked you at the beginning of our conversation about this show, I said, Frank, no holds barred. And you have a lot of things that you want to share, and I don't want you to be restrained because my audience is used to between the eyes, and my audience knows that we're not saying you have to believe what we say. In fact, we say, question it so much so that you study it out yourself, and you can embrace it as you're the owner of it as well. So, Frank, I'm going to give you the freedom now. My, my wife always says, Kaz, you talk too much. Let him talk. So, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Kaz obeying his wife and allowing Frank Shelton to talk a little bit about what's going on. In particular, you know, the pandemic or plandemic. What, what are these things going on? I want you to be between the eyes, Frank Shelton. Lay it on us. Well, and thank you. Um, totally. You know, so when I was getting ready to write the book. I had a lot of friends on Facebook tell me, Frank, you know, your years in Washington, please write a book. Where do you think we're at? You've met a lot of people. You you have a gift to connect the dots. And I started writing this book. And Kaz, in five weeks, God and I typed 235 pages in five weeks. Oh my. And I literally was reading it as I was typing it. And, um, you know, I just remember past <laughs> conversations and I got an award of all places at the United Nations. I knew Congress was dark, but you talk about the belly of the beast, it's the UN. And I just wanted to be a light. The light shines brightest in the dark. And I wanted to be known as the guy that was chasing hell with a water gun saying, God loves you. <laughs> and so I was willing to die to try, because who else goes to Pakistan? And I joke, the reason I shop at Walmart, because Target's already on my back. <laughs> but uh, God and I wrote this book, and yeah, one of the chapters is called Pandemic or Plandemic. One is unpacks the secret society. You know, there's not only a deep state with the government, but sadly, there's a deep sleep in the church. Um, the last chapter, Occupy, Jesus said, Occupy till I come. And I'm afraid that the church as a whole has not only grown callous, some of them are clueless. Yeah, oh, that's exactly and, uh, right. You know what, and, Frank, we're going to devote two entire segments to that to that topic coming up uh, in the next segments. But one of the things that I, I was stir, stirred by as I read through the book and the contents of the book, you don't hold, you know, you don't hold your your punches on this, especially the the uh, the whole thought of pandemic versus plandemic. Uh, there's five G issues, and there's so many different things going on there, and you know secret societies and things like that. What has your digging discovered, Frank Shelton? Well, yeah, and all of that. And thank you for the privilege to unpack it with your listeners. And again, they can go to Amazon and, and, and just type in urgency, 
Frank Shelton, and, and you'll get the book in 48 hours, uh, or you can go to my website, frankshelton.com. But like, say, on the pandemic front, um, I have a picture of African slaves from 300 years ago, Kaz, wearing this ungodly mask. And the backstory, 12 years ago, I was invited to be an extra in the Batman movie Dark Knight. I hadn't seen a trailer. I hadn't seen a poster. I didn't see a promotional flyer. But the Holy Spirit was screaming, no, do not be in this one. And for a guy that likes to shine a light in the dark and trying to mix the secular and the spiritual, I thought it was interesting that the Holy Spirit said no. Well, when the movie came out, it all made sense. The villain of that movie was wearing this beast-like mask. See, Hollywood is known for predictive programming. They have to show you their cards, and where some of it looks like deja vu later, it was the devil in the beginning and showing you a sinister, satanic plot. And we eat it up as science fiction, but in all reality, it is science fact. Well, correct. And then on top of that, what kills me about Marvel and DC Comics and the Avengers, we spend a billion dollars a year before the pandemic going to a theater to talk about the resistance, you know. And yet these people that are all for that were parked on their couch, double jabbed, and can't wait to get another booster. You know, it's polar opposite of what they clap for. Are you with me? You know, even in Star Wars, they talk about the great resistance. We're going to rise up against tyranny. You know, we hate draconia overreach, but yet they were spoon-fed the lies, and they clapped like seals wanting more. And, you know, where Patrick uh, Henry said, give me liberty or give me death, the majority of Americans parked on the couch and said, just send me a direct deposit $1,200 stimulus check. (laughs) No, that's so true. And and so back to the pandemic, um, I was at the 2012 Olympic Games as a chaplain in London. And and in the book, I talk about there's a 100-foot-tall death angel. It came at opening ceremonies of the Olympics with the world watching. If you go to YouTube, type 2012 Olympic Games, and there is a death angel that's floating around the arena, Kaz. And in its hand in 2012, 10 years ago this summer— is a syringe. They wheeled in hundreds of hospital beds with nurses. They look like Mary Poppins, and there's kids on the bed, and the death angel with the syringe is going for the children. Oh, my. And there's an individual with big, moppy, thick, blonde hair. He's the first to get a jab. This is 10 years ago. It's Prime Minister now, Boris Johnson. Oh, my, my. And when the COVID hit, he was one of the absolute first public figures to get it. And when they lit that stadium up that night, they had all these spikes and triangles. Oh and from the aerial top of the Olympic Stadium with the world watching what some thought was art or a little over the top or something sinister – Darn if the stadium wasn't lit up and it looked exactly like the coronavirus. Oh, my, my. And no my m- the, yeah. ma- amazing. And, and, you know, fast forward into this la- last Super Bowl and fast forward into this quote-unquote fa- fake and phony inauguration, the things that were going on at those events were equally sinister and, you know, and, and devious, and, but, but it, they're less masked, they're less obscure now. It's right between the eyes, isn't it? Right. Well, and then the other thing, Kaz, is so back to the, the, the mask, where I knew not to be in that Batman movie, the catch is 
African slaves 300 years ago were forced to wear a mask, and it was for the three S's. Number one, it showed submission to their master on the plantation. Number two, it stole their identity. I've been told a two-year-old baby can look into a mirror and see, that's me. I'm different. I'm unique. I have a face made by God. But when they're forced to wear a diaper, not only as kids, but adults, it strips the identity. It installs fear. And now we all look like we're going to rob a bank. And it not only showed submission to the master on the plantation and stripped their identity, it shut their voice. They were told to sit down, shut up, and take it. So when all my African-American friends are now wearing the mask 90% of the time, some even in a car, I want to say, no, 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 it was my Abraham Lincoln. It was the white Republican that helped bring freedom to the shackled slaves. You know, the same people screaming racist are the ones who helped in racism. And having said that, it's almost like, no, we're now forced to put a mask on. And see, when Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead, the first thing he said was, unbound him, unloose him. See, there's liberty with the Lord. There's bondage with the devil. And so showing allegiance to the master is no longer to some dude on the plantation, but it is Gates, it's Fauci, it's trust the science instead of trust the Savior. And I've been preaching a sermon in churches across America like Paul. We're on the road to Damascus, <laughs> and oh we've got to get rid of the mask. It's a fact <laughs> there's toxins in the mask. It's a fact that asthma is through the roof. It's a fact that people have gotten weak and wheezing because of the mask. It's been proven that the mask really don't stop anything. Well, it's carbon monoxide poisoning. Please, it's meant to come out of you instead of go into you. My, I, I have to tell you that we're up against a break here, Frank. And yeah. one of the things that you talked about early on in this segment that I diverted into the next couple segments is the deep state or the deep sleep of the church. Those are some things that we need to be aware of on both sides. And so um, and you've got about 30 seconds to close this segment. And then we will take a break and come back and talk about those things. Frank? Well, yeah, and I heard, I spoke to a, a, a Republican group today. And by the way, praise the Lord, seven people got saved. Oh, yes. And I told them, I said, your politics could be right. You can still be left out when the Lord comes. Oh, my. It's not about Republican or Democrat. It's do you know the Lord and are you born again? But someone said it great. You know, they're pro-life, but they do believe you should be pro-choice. I don't believe the vaccine should be mandatory. We're not trying to make anyone feel guilty if you've already taken it. But when 72,000 nurses were fired recently, last year they went from heroes to zeros, essential to expendables. That's a problem when you're forcing the brains and the brawn out just because of a vaccine by CDC terms is not even a vaccine. Yes, yes, yes. We're going to talk about that uh, and other things as well. You had a phrase that we're going to explore. We're going to take two segments to explore when we come back, and that is the deep state. That's one component, or the deep and or the deep sleep of the church. Both of those are invaluable components to be aware of. We're going to talk about those things. And take notes, my friend, because you think Frank has been uh, no holds barred yet. You're going to find out more as we find out more about him, the book Urgency, Heaven or Hell, and uh, what God wants you to hear and weigh when we come right back. 
You're listening to Come Together San Diego, the live local show on K-Praise. Don't just listen to it. Be a part of it at 866-577-2473. You're just moments away from more Come Together San Diego on K-Praise. Come Together San Diego with Kaz Taylor on K-Praise. Hello, my friends, and welcome back to Come Together San Diego. Welcome back to my co-host, Frank Shelton, who is one of the most remarkable evangelists and and compassionate men who seeks truth that I've ever met. And so he and I have been friends for many years. Frank Shelton, just so honored to have you. You you made a a compelling comment, and I'd like for you to excavate this a little bit more in this and the next segment as well. You drew a parallel between deep state— on the one side, and the other one is the deep sleep of the church. And I want you to spend some time uh, excavating this, if you will, because I know you have a lot of friends in high places. You know, we talk about the deep stake or the bad guys, but uh, you have a a knowledge and awareness of uh, people in high government places, and these guys are what we would call white hats versus the black hats. So they're in places to make an, an, an impacted different for indifference for godliness. So let's talk a little bit about deep state and talk about the deep sleep of the church, which is another vital thing about which we need to be aware. I'm going to hand the baton to you, and you have two se- two entire segments to play this out, Frank Shelton. Oh, well, thank you, Kaz. Well, number one, um, I'm going to reiterate what I said a little while ago. You're either going to be used by the Lord or used by the world. If you're used by the devil, it's not good. Um, If you allow God to use you, it's for the greater good. And uh, you're either going to promote your kingdom or God's kingdom, but you can't promote both simultaneously. Um, There's a lot of alphabet soup, three-letter agency. I love the verse, whatever your hand finds to do, do it for God's glory. Um, I'll give you an example. My dad graduated from the FBI. There's still some good godly people uh, men and women, both sworn and civilian. At one time, they were the best law enforcement agency in the world. But there comes to be a point, um, even back in the 60s, I mean, the FBI had a folder on MLK, Dr. Martin Luther King. Mm-hmm. And um, even the great Adrian Rogers said that the FBI was basically treating him as if he was an enemy of the state, and he was one of the godliest men, former president of the Southern Baptist Convention. There was a folder on my former boss, Billy Graham. And, you know, I've learned that anytime God elevates a man, not all the men on the ground are going to applaud. And um, the interesting thing is just where there's still some good godly people strategically placed, there are some folks who would not only love to see good people fall, they would actually like to see this country fall. And the interesting thing is, so when Dad graduated from the FBI Academy in 1978, so then you go through, you know, Dr. King's assassination, and then JFK. And the interesting thing is, is even recently, I mean, they've, some of the Bureau went from, patriotic policing to partisan political attacks. And, and I just gave an award just last year for a man that was up for Sheriff of the Year Award, my friend Caleb Cooper, pastor in Truth or Consequences, New Mexico, 
got a cease and desist order from the Albuquerque State Troopers saying, if you have church next week during the COVID, we're going to arrest you. The man of God was threatened to be arrested, not because he was living a double life or selling crack out of the church, because he was having church and a pandemic with a 99% survival rate. And he's in the pulpit, to his credit, he told the state troopers, you know where you can find me. And I was told when the state police were coming, he's in the pulpit preaching, and as he looks outside the glass windows, he can see the blue lights of the SUVs. And the small-town sheriff of Truth or Consequences, New Mexico, I mean, God wrote this sermon. There's a town called Truth (laughs) or Consequences. And the fact is, and this will preach, if you don't stand for truth, there will be consequences. Oh, my. And um, he stood between the front door of the church, and he's willing to stand down the state troopers, because in his space, the sheriff is the most powerful law enforcement person in that county. And they have the authority to even arrest the governor if need be. And I've counted, Kaz, there's over 3,200 counties in America. That means there's 3,200 sheriffs in America. And we gave that sheriff an award and that pastor for taking a stand. And more than ever, LOL used to mean laugh out loud. Lately, it means lack of leadership. And God gave me a word, and it's worth bearing. If you're a pastor or a politician, if you didn't have a backbone in the pandemic, you don't deserve a microphone now. And people are hungry for leadership. And the catch is, so we gave him an award, and that night we honored state, local, and even federal police officers. We did a Back the Blue event. We did barbecue on the ground, and I preached the gospel, and we had police officers get saved as we gave both an award. A congresswoman was in attendance, a state senator, and a candidate for governor, and a packed house. But what dawned on me, that was one of the good ones. There was a sheriff who honored God and the Constitution. But what's going to happen, Kaz, and I'm already seeing it, we either have cops, state, local, and federal, who are either going to stand for Christ and the Constitution, or who have already caved and cowered to communism. And I want to encourage every police officer who wears the badge, when you look in the mirror, you got to remember why you took the oath, why you put on the badge, why you strapped the 9 millimeter on, why are you willing to go, not sure if you're going to come back home. And the catch is America is worth living for and fighting for, and if needs be, dying for. That's so right. But we don't want to give away the store. And there are some folks, and this is where I get to the deep state, there are some who are going to already follow a demonic, diabolical agenda that is anti-Christ and anti-American. And that's where we're at. Um, you know, there's been threats of pushing towards martial law. There could be a United Nations police force. And, you know, more than ever, we don't need a global reset. We need a God-sized revival. And more than ever, will the real politicians, will the real pastors, and will the preachers stand up because we're going to lose sitting out? And so to the deep state, um, on my street, Kaz, I live 10 miles from Capitol Hill. Across the street from me, husband and wife, State Department. To the left is retired CIA. To the left of them, detective with D.C. police. At the end of the street, my neighbor does the hydraulics for Air Force One. Oh my. Next to him is the IRS 
and next to him is a captain of the Navy. I mean, I have three little soup, alphabet soup, on my street. <laughs> right on your neighborhood. Yeah. And here's the catch. Some of them are great people, but see, the deep state, if the devil is driving the government car, you can't expect Michael W. Smith praise music coming through the radio. Can I get an amen? <laughs> Come on. So my, my, we my. live in a fallen world. This That's right. Preach. I, I've been told the Apple logo, uh, the chunk in the side, I was told, was a tip of the hat of the fall of man with Adam and Eve. And this is a documented fact, the first publicity campaign for Apple. It actually said, take a bite into Apple, but they spelled it B-Y-T-E, like computer bites. And this is a documented fact, the first campaign for Apple in the early 80s, the first computer sold for $666. Now, some could say that was a coincidence. Some Mm -hmm. could say that's an accident. But surely you could have added another dollar one way or the other. Someone in the back should have probably said, this isn't the best idea. But somebody but maybe that had ulterior motives <clears throat> said well, yes. And with and numerology, some people loved to kind of, and, and that's something that you don't joke with. But I'm back to the deep state. And we've got uh, less than one minute, Frank, for this segment. Okay. Well, to get ready to go to the next segment, the deep state is real. You know, we had a president who tried to drain the swamp. Um but the fact is, our hope is not in a man, it's in the man, the son of man, the Ooh. son of God. But where the deep state is real, the next segment will unpack the deep state of the church. The church as a whole today, for too long, has resembled Rip Van Winkle. Oh my. Asleep at the wheel, asleep under a tree, and growing a beard. The sad thing is Rip Van Winkle woke up, but and those who are woke to culture tonight are asleep to Christ. Oh my. The church needs to wake up, look up, get up, and I'm telling you, will the real Christian stand up? Oh my. Cuz the carnal and complacent are asleep on the couch. Oh my. We're going to unpack that uh, enticing comment that uh, Frank Shelton made talking about the deep state and also the deep sleep of the church. So buckle up because you're going to get it between the eyes and into the heart when Frank Shelton and Kaz come right back. More Come Together San Diego with Kaz Taylor is next on K-Praise. Now back to Come Together San Diego, the live local show on K-Praise with Kaz Taylor. Well, my listening friend is not only Cass Taylor, but my co-host today is my longtime friend, Frank Shelton. He's on the East Coast. We're on the West Coast, and we're hopefully impacting everybody in between and uh, in uh, other parts of the United States, Hawaii and Alaska and other nations as well. This message uh, carries weight, and it's tied to his book that God stirred him to write called Urgency, Heaven or Hell. Now, uh, we're dealing with some of the content of this book, but we are getting into real live issues that are on the news or on 
Some of it is on fake news, and you have to be able to properly discern what's real and what isn't. But I'll tell you what, one of the things we're talking about in these two segments are regarding deep state and or the deep sleep in the church. You need to know that there are a lot of good guys amongst the bad guys who are going to be and are and have influenced things in godly ways and just watch and see what God does. But, you know, you are one of the good guys from wherever you are and whatever arena you find yourself. You are going to have to make your stand, and we're praying that the content of this uh, uh, broadcast with, with, with Frank Shelton and Urgency, his book, will be a a springboard for you to discover God's truth and your place within it. Frank Sheldon, talk a little bit more, if you would, about the deep state of the church, the deep sleep, indeed, of the church. This is an area that really kind of hurts my heart because this has come together San Diego. Our whole point is to bring the body of Christ together and that there, there are some who are either consciously or unconsciously going the opposite direction. I'll tell you what, it hurts my heart, Frank Sheldon. Well, during that break, um, uh, they just had a promo for my dear friend, counterculture mom, Tina Marie Griffin. I've been friends with Tina for 20 years. She used to work in California and Hollywood. Uh, She's incredible. And I was just on her show last week. Uh, We co-authored a book years ago. And I just want to encourage all your listeners, catch Tina Marie with counterculture mom and, uh, you'll be better for it. But having said that, you made a good point, Kaz. Um, There's still a remnant, and the remnant comes before revival, even in the dictionary. And yes, the deep state is real, and yes, the deep sleep is tragic. But there, I'm going to add something that should have been in the book. There are some dedicated saints still on post, and that can give us hope. I'll give you some scenario of the good guys. Um, I walk into the U.S. Capitol. One of the most powerful offices in the Capitol is the Sergeant at Arms office. And the Sergeant at Arms special assistant smiling ear to ear who greets every chief of staff to tourists to janitor is one of the most godly Christians you'll ever meet. Uh, We're talking about Washington, D.C., aren't we? Washington, D.C. And then the... Retired, just retired assistant chief of the United States Capitol Police, incredible godly man, plays drums on the praise team of the largest church in his hometown. Then he's bragging to me about uh, the mission trip he took to Africa right before COVID. He's now the director of security for the Orlando Magic NBA basketball team, flies on the private jet. And even on a private jet, he's talking about Jesus, 30,000 feet up in the air. Oh and, and you know, we joke, you know, Jesus poured into 12 disciples. He's just guarding 12 multimillionaires. But God strategically still has his own shining a light in the dark. Bush Sr. talked about a thousand points of light. And I want to remind San Diego that there's still a million flickering faithful lights shining the light and the love of the Lord, even in this dark hour. I've read to the end of the book, and we win. Uh And uh, so that should give us hope. But constructive criticism, I'd like to unpack the deep sleep of the church. This was the year before the pandemic. 9,000 Baptist churches in America did not baptize one person in 52 weeks in 50 states, 9,000 Baptist churches in America 
did not see one person born again and following the waters of baptism. We don't even live up to John the Baptist's name, much less Jesus the Christ's name. And the reason I went so fast and so far and was willing to go to 10 countries in 12 months, I knew, Kaz, like you, the proverbial walls were closing. The sand of time was like a Ferrari flying fast through the bottleneck. And the cover of my book, Urgency, it has an hourglass, and the sand of time has about slipped through. There's only a few grains at the top left. (laughs) Correct. I almost put the grains at the bottom, the American flag, red, white, and blue. Because Ronald Reagan said it succinctly, if America goes... The rest of the world goes. Yes, and that know? includes Israel. Correct. And we unpack Israel and America in this book. And um, so, you know, when I think of the deep sleep, Jesus went to his disciples at the Garden of Gethsemane not once, not twice, three times. And I almost picture the Nazarene with tears like Niagara Falls in his face. At the lowest point, he asked them, can you stay awake this one hour? And they struck out not once, not twice, but three times. They were asleep at the wheel. They were asleep at post. And the irony is Jesus suffered alone and sweated great drops of blood. And if a day is a thousand years and a thousand years as a day, when Jesus said, can you stay awake this one hour, I felt like in 2020, 21, 22, the Lord said, whether we're in the bottom of the ninth or the top of the ninth, Christian, committed citizen of our great country, can you stay awake and stand on post? And, you know, my friends, I just had an hour and a half live conversation with a uh, Secret Service agent. And by the way, he's loving the book. He said, Frank, I'm at page 300 and I can't put it down. (laughs) And and, and the interesting thing is, and he's another one, a godly man on post. And, you know, when I think of the Secret Service, um, sometimes they're jogging next to the beast. Sometimes they're flying on Air Force One. Uh, There's one Secret Service agent I mentioned in the book. He's in Ohio at midnight in the pouring rain and the dead of winter in an alley of a four-star hotel but he's guarding a dumpster in the dark. And he said when he first joined the Secret Service, he had a vision. He wanted to be on the poster of Time or jog next to the limo or fly on the president's plane or strategically placed outside of the Oval. And he found him on one of his early assignments guarding a dumpster in the midnight hour in the freezing rain in the dead of winter. But the reason he's guarding a dumpster in an alley, because the next night, the most powerful person on the planet is staying in the same hotel coming through and the president's suite is going to be on that side of the building. And he is actually guarding a dumpster in the dark just to make sure they don't put a bomb in the midnight hour. And although it wasn't glamorous to his credit, he was on post. Oh my! And in this hour to all of those listening, whether you working at a daycare, or you're a third grade teacher, or you're a local dentist, or you do taxes, or you're the principal of a middle school, you know, you're a pastor of a church, and you're thinking, well, I don't run a thousand, we're barely running a hundred. And this hour, if you're on post, 
you're a success. That's right. And you're doing what you've been called to do. That's it. That's the issue. That's it. And many who are first will be last, and many who are last will be first. And what breaks my heart and where I grieve like you, Kaz, there's these pastors who got more degrees than a thermometer, who wrote (laughs) books on faith. But when push came to shove, they were the first to close their doors. They went from preaching salvation to a vaccination center. And, you know, they are so far gone, they're not even looking for the king's return. And that's why I'm saying LOL means lack of leadership. Frank, Frank, we've got a a commercial break we have to get to. So you know what? Let's continue this conversation on the other side of the break because we— This really ties into another topic that we're going to deal with, the difference between faith and fear. How many people in the church environment are actually functioning on fear, but not fear of the Lord, but fear of maybe a 501c3 issue or fear of uh, uh, people departing from their church because they're teaching the hard, necessary news uh, of the gospel? We're going to talk more about that when Frank Shelton and I come right back. This is Come Together San Diego, the live local show on K-Praise. More Come Together San Diego is just moments away. I'll tell the world. Come Together San Diego with Kaz Taylor on K-Praise. Well, my friends, welcome back to the second hour of Come Together San Diego. My co-host is Frank Shelton. As by now, you have an idea that this man uh, is a truth seeker and he's a truth speaker, and uh, he's an evangelist, remarkable. He's not an evangelist like you've seen in the past that may be trying to uh, elevate uh, his church or his doctrine. He's here for the purpose of elevating the kingdom of God and telling the truth, whatever the cost. And uh, I count him as a rich and close friend, wealthy in godly understanding. Frank Sheldon, you know, as you closed the last segment, uh, I was enticed because you talked about the deep sleep of the church, and we're going to also carry that over into this segment because I think you struck a gold mine that needs to be uh, excavated. But also, that really ties in with a topic that we're going to be talking about as well, and that is the danger of being fearful. Uh, and it's the, the sleep that the church, many of the church members are going through or church leaders are going through is because they actually fear the things that are out there and it's better to sleep through it rather than to stand your ground against it. Handing the baton over to you and also make sure that you give a website for your book, Frank Shelton. Well, yeah, thank you. And that's, uh, you know, frankshelton.com. And they can uh, just go straight to Amazon if they want and type an urgency Frank Shelton, um, and I pray it will bless you. Kaz, I just had a woman, two different ladies said uh, the week of Christmas, they each bought six books uh, to give to everyone in their family. I had a precious uh, female uh, Christian leader friend from the West Coast call me at 1030 at night sobbing, and she said, Frank, Jesus saved my soul, but this book is saving my life. Oh, my. I have a friend who's running for governor in the Midwest, and she said, Frank, I devoured it, and I've actually been uh, using quotes in some of my speeches. So it's just humbling. It is humbling. um, When folks um, are gleaning from it. And I had to make a point a long time ago, you know, am I going to be honoring God or jockeying for position 
in the sight of man. And uh, promotion comes from the Lord. The fear of man brings a snare. And um, I just, you know, the same folks that had bumper stickers and T-shirts, you know, no fear, seem like to be the ones who are still in fear. And uh, so, you know, at one time I was going to join the U.S. Secret Service. I did two years with the U.S. Capitol Police, but I did 18 years for Congress on Capitol Hill as a staffer. But I came to the point at one time, my dream was to protect the president. But researching this book, I clearly felt like the Holy Spirit said, Frank, I pulled you out of Washington to preach the gospel, to help people get saved. But if you think that I stuck my head in the sand like an ostrich and turned off detective skills, you'd be talking to the wrong guy. (laughs) And we come from 150 years of law enforcement officers in our nation's capital you know the story. Tonight's the first I mention it. It was my ancestor who hand-carried Abraham Lincoln across the street the night he died. Say that again and, slowly my, so that my, our friends yeah. can hear this. This is the heritage that from which Frank Shelton finds himself. And uh, yeah. here he is. God put him in this uh, era, in this time frame for such a time as this. Uh, once again, yeah. relate that. The, the, I it, want you to sip my... on what he just says here. I want you to sip on yeah. this and use this as your springboard into what he yeah. has to say. Frank, well, thank you. It was my ancestor, Joseph Gale Shelton, who was on duty at Ford Theater, Good Friday, 1865, who escorted President Lincoln to Ford Theater the night he was shot. And the man who was assigned to Lincoln's door, an off-duty D.C. police officer, was drunk. My ancestor was two doors down, two obituaries say, both of them, that he hand-carried Abraham Lincoln across the street. He was friends with our 16th president. It was Mary Todd Lincoln who personally put him at the executive mansion. And a lot of people forget Lincoln signed into law the morning of his death that the Secret Service would become a reality. But the irony is Lincoln never had Secret Service protection. After we lost three U.S. presidents, a lot of it was counterfeit currency back in the day, and there were three other deaths. Congress thought, well, maybe there's a problem. They were either off-duty D.C. police or retired military. And the fact is, Mary Todd Lincoln personally removed him so he didn't have to go back to the Civil War, and they became good friends. Uh, One of my previous books, Carrying Greatness, you may remember Richard Gere, an officer and a gentleman. Well, I talked about my ancestor was an officer and the president. And they actually, you know, Lincoln struggled with depression. Uh, They had buried a child. Him and his wife slept in separate beds. If you think Hillary and Bill were the first to be in the executive mansion, not the same beds, you'd be mistaken. (laughs) And, And here, Lincoln's the most powerful man in the world politically. But at times, he had a wife and a party that didn't even know what to do with him. I was told the night of Ford's Theater, he had invited 16 people to go with him to the balcony. He couldn't even get people to want to go with him the night he died. And uh, so... So you're saying this fear factor is not something that is new. It has been going on actually since the beginning of time. Well, correct. And the enemy uses fear, and God says, I want you to have fear of the Lord instead of fear of the enemy, because fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Correct. And I've learned that you're either fearful or faith-filled. And, um, you know, I think it was John Wayne 
it said it's not wrong with being scared, but you still got to saddle up anyways. Right. And, and I've learned those who kneel before God can stand before any man. I told someone recently in North Carolina that I was voted the nicest out of 500 in my elementary school. I was voted the nicest out of 800 in my eighth grade middle school. And I was voted the nicest out of 1,200 in a public school. But niceness is not weakness. We're called to be a welcome mat, but not a doormat. And, you know, and the interesting thing is, is, um, and I'll say it again, at one time I wanted to protect the president, but I felt like God now said, no, I wanted you to protect the general public. So when I began to piece the puzzle and stories I had heard and things I had seen and got an award at the UN, because they were telling me four years ago at the United Nations about a 2030 plan. They were telling me about a 17 sustainable growth plan. Um, It is a fact Bill Gates owns more property now than any man in America. I really believe the ships that you see stranded on your coast are going to create a food shortage one day. And then if Gates owns more farmland than anyone else, you would be trespassing on another man's property. It is a fact the government is paying farmers. I've seen videos of farmers with tears on their John Deere Caterpillar tractors saying, you'll get a subsidy, but we're telling you to destroy your crops. And it's a fact on the Build Back Better that there are empty shelves today in grocery stores and Walmarts and pockets of the country. That's not normal. That's not the great America. Yes. And, you know, a lot of people believe we're going to turn the corner and they're looking for the return of Trump. And I'm just saying this in love. I've been in a room with Trump. I've been in a room with Biden. They both need prayer. Pray for those in authority. But I say this in love. If you are thinking Biden's the answer, you need to get in the Bible. And if you think Trump is the answer, you better listen for the sound of the trumpet. We are that close. Mm. I'll say it again. I believe God uses people, puts people in place. I lead a Bible study for the last four years to lawmakers, state senators. Um, We've been blessed to pour into members of Congress, but to lead a weekly Bible study to state senators. Um, The church has been great going after the poor, but we didn't always go after the powerful. We absolutely need to influence influencers. But having said that, too many Americans are playing checkers when the real battle's at the chess table. Oh, my, my. They, they want to say, is it LeBron or is it Jordan? Is the GOAT Ali or is it Tyson? Is it the Beatles or is it Elvis? You know, is it Auburn or Alabama? Um, is it Biden or is it Trump? See, that's a temporal checkers. The chess is where it's at. It's the same old war from the beginning. It's not Auburn versus Alabama. It's Satan versus the Savior. It's Lucifer versus the Lord, and you're going to heaven or you're going to hell. Oh, my. And see, we're so busy getting season tickets, and NFL, Kaz, is not National Football League. It means not for long. Oh, my. And let me park the car here. This is not in the notes, but if the pandemic did anything, it was two things. It revealed that a lot of Christians and the church was not ready. And I really believe it was a space of grace 
to see his face. Oh, my, my. We're going to talk about we're going to be talking about this, Frank, on the next segment. It's time for a commercial break. My listening friend, I hope you're gleaning from this man of God. And he is an evangelist, but not like a typical evangelist. His focus is on the kingdom age and preparing for that age. We're going to talk more about that. And my listening friend, as you listen to this, you're going to hear yourself and some of his words. Some of them are going to be stirring you to uh, change things, and some of them are going to be stirring you to bolster things. We're going to talk more about this when Frank Shelton and Kaz come right back. This is Come Together San Diego, the live local show on K-Praise. More Come Together San Diego is just moments away. Now, more of Come Together San Diego, the live local show on K-Praise. Here's Kaz Taylor. Well, hello, my friends, and uh, welcome back to the show, co-hosted by my friend Frank Shelton, a man who has a tremendous amount of experience, and many of us have different experiences in different areas, but the question is, how are we going to apply our God-given skills, talents, and knowledge? Uh, Frank, I'm going to turn you loose in these last three segments, because the first segments of the show, beginning uh, uh, at the top of the previous hour, we dealt with really the broader picture uh, of things and kind of shared your background and your conclusions. What I'd like to do during these final three segments, Frank, is I would like to uh, go more finely tuned and identify uh, what our listening friend has to do uh, with what they have heard thus far. You know, Frank, remember you were talking about you doing weekly Bible studies? Yeah. Well, when you said that, it occurred to me, as we were going to be relating this to uh, our listeners more specifically now, my wife goes, what do I do? What do I do? And I say, then do a a weekly Bible study, but it's a weekly W-E-E-K-L-Y Bible study. There are a lot of people that are doing weekly Bible studies, but it's spelled W-E-A-K, weak Bible studies, because they're not uh, excavating the fullness of truth. My friends, if you're going to do... A Bible study, you need to excavate the truth. And, uh, you know, like they say, I, pr- I swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, so help me God. You and I, my listening friend, we need to be able to declare, declare the truth, so help us God. And God has to be in the equation, or else it's false truth, fake news, something that is meant to tantalize and tickle instead of convict and convince. Frank Shilton, I'm going to hand the ball to you. We've got three segments, and my friend, however you want to craft this, is fine with me. Me. Well, well, thank you again, and it's an honor to be with you, brother. And and I salute you. You know, I'll be 50 February 20th, and I've been saved since I was seven. So I've known the Lord for going on 43 years. And when the pandemic hit, the Holy Spirit nudged me in my devotions and said, "Frank, you've been in the army." God's army. But I felt like the Lord said, I'd like you now to be in the air force. He said, take the airwaves back for my glory. And that's why you on the radio and your listeners, um, you know, it's not arrogant to try to reach the world with the airwaves, whether it's a podcast or radio or TV. And if you guys would like to catch us on television, you can just go to frankshelton.com, click TV listings. Um, if you'd even like to help sew into us, uh, I used to be a fundraiser for a former president. One dinner, we raised $29 million. Another dinner, $30 million. Not one person hinted that we or the president was in it for the money. 
But in the ministry, if a pastor or a man of God says, hey, you know, we got a mission and a mandate, and uh, if you'd like to support, there's always someone thinking we're in it for the money. And uh, without money, it's hard to do ministry, and we're a tax deductible. Uh, if you want to sow into us, you go to frankshelton.com. You can write a check. You go to PayPal. So I no longer apologize asking to be part of the kingdom process. Uh, I did a lot of knocking on doors for county commissioners to commanders and chiefs, and it's an honor. But I'm now getting out the vote for Jesus. Come on. And uh, one way you can truly make a difference is uh, one plants, one waters, the Lord brings the increase. So if you'd like to help, uh, God bless you. But, you know, because um, you said it's it's all in prayer and it's also in the Word of God. We will never get to know the Lord if we don't talk to Him and we don't read His life story. Yes. But the more we're in the Word and the more with Him— the more we will resemble him. You know, I really believe there's an aroma for those who know the Almighty. And it's a sweet savor if you know the Savior. You know, we should smell like him and Mm. talk like him and walk like him. And if this so-called virus is such a contagion, I believe we should be more contagious for Christ. When people are around us, do we ooze Christ? Would they want to be around Christ? Uh, Do we get Christ on them? And, uh, you know, so there's 38,000 verses in the Bible. There's 66 books of the Bible, Old and New Testament. And if you crack the dead center of the Bible, it's Psalm 118.8. And if it was a fortune cookie or a sermon than a sentence, it says better to put your trust in God than put your trust in man. And Kaz, it was fingernails and a chalkboard when I saw Fauci in the west wing of the White House behind the podium. And we not only went from trust the science, Dr. Fauci, bless his heart, recently was bragging, quote, I am the science. And, uh, you know, we are dealing with some scientists today who don't even know the Savior who created science. And it's hard to trust the science when they truly don't even intimately know the Savior. And yes, God has used medicine in the past, but I also believe the great physician wouldn't need to take notes from the Surgeon General. And I still believe the (laughs) Lord heals the lepers. I believe in Palm Sunday. He still put his palms on people and they got healed, whether it was Sunday or Monday. Yes. And, you know, and, and then to the vaccine, I know it's it's a personal choice, but I just read today, and I want to make sure I get the quote right. Today, it was just said, and I want to read it to you, uh, Justice Sotomayor just said, quote, that 100,000 children are hospitalized with COVID, and many are on ventilators. Oh, Lord. The crazy thing is, it seems like the protocol in the hospitals, the hypocritical oath used to be help anyone, anywhere, anytime. And what seems like now there are people who get in, and I've had several friends, if they get pushed with that remdesivir, oh my. it appears to attack the kidneys and the lungs, and the next thing, the oxygen level goes down. So let's put them on a ventilator. Well, two years ago, the ventilator was your friend. I have lost no less than 10 people that once they were on the ventilator, they didn't come home alive. I've been told the current rate 
is 85% of the people on the ventilator die. And then it is a fact, it's documented, that hospitals for the last just shy of two years get a $40,000 kickback for those who die on a ventilator. And I really believe we're up an agenda of depopulation, death, and dollars. Folks have made billions of dollars while small business bankrupt, morale is tanked, fear is to the roof, depression has an all-time high, and there are grade school kids who literally stuck a gun in the mouth and live Zoom calls and killed themselves while we trust the science. And I'm telling you, I really believe the Lord is saying now, can you hear me now? Will the real church stand up and we got to get our act together because to whom much is given, much is required. And I want to go on record. We got to pray for Gates. We got to pray for Fauci. We got to pray for this administration. But, you know, we have religious leaders who have gone on record saying, you know, if you haven't taken the vaccine now, it may be too late for you. Oh, yeah, I know that. I'm so upset when I hear different people throughout the, uh, you know, Christian community. They're using fake science to make their stand, and they're driving it by fear rather than fear of God. And I'm so saddened by that, Frank. Well, I said a year ago, and this is in the book, some of you may know, some may not know, but um, Dr. Carrie Mullis was the man who patented the PCR test. And he went on record saying Dr. Fauci hijacked and uh, was manipulating it. And, 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 and you can almost make the test say something that was not what the say. test was designed That's right. for. That's right. And I've said for 18 months, you know, I'm not trying to be rude or jerk and just quoting in love a documented source that um, – he was saying, you can't even trust those PCR tests. This man was a Nobel recipient himself in science, one of the most respected, revered. He somehow died the month before the COVID was released. Oh my. He wanted to publicly debate. Yeah, you're said, not going to get any public debate debate because that's not, then Then facts have to, well, and fiction has to defend itself, and fiction cannot defend itself over facts. We're, well, it's time even, for us to take, we have to take a commercial okay. break right now. My listening friend, Frank, has taken this a slightly different direction than I thought, but I'm, I say, Frank, you have total freedom, and he's opened the, the he's go, opened the gates, and let's just say he's also opened the Fauci, and we're going to talk more about these things and others when we come right back. You're listening to Come Together San Diego, the live local show on K-Praise. Don't just listen to it. Be a part of it at 866-577-2473. You're just moments away from more Come Together San Diego on K-Praise. Now more of Come Together San Diego, the new live local show on K-Praise. Here's Cass Taylor. Hello, my friends. Frank Shelton. I've given him free course to take the show wherever Holy Spirit directs him to go. And uh, I actually, Frank, I'm very pleased that you dealt with this vaccination issue and uh, the um, Gates issue uh, and the Fauci issue and all these kind of things, because it really does dovetail in the whole point of my listening friend. You have an opportunity to either be a hero or a zero. Do your due diligence and make your stand based on what you discover. 
Frank and I have the heart cry to share with you some insights, but you're going to have to dig these things out. Do not believe us. Just use us as inspiration to dig more deeply. And Frank, when you talked about remdesivir and when you talked about ventilation and you talked about the death rate and things that are going on in light of that, I am so angry with these things. Uh, And a lot of times it's on deaf ears. I have lost literally many friends, literally, that have been... Uh, required to go in, and this remdesivir is a can be a death uh, uh, a death sentence, especially when it's combined with a ventilator. Lord yeah. God, protect your people, my listening friend. You have an opportunity to discover the truth and make a stand for these truths. Yeah, I, I'm I'm going to hand it off to you, Frank. You've got this well, segment and the last segment. And take thank it wherever God you want. for those in the medical field, and just like where there's some corrupt people in the government, there's still some salt and light, godly, phenomenal frontline doctors, but I never thought we would say we're in a season now that you need to stay out of the hospitals. And in the book, I talk about um, there's remedy that you can take. You know, you got to build up your immune system, vitamin C and D and zinc. And, um, you know, here's something to chew on. The WHO called the pandemic a pandemic March 11th, 2020, and they were to roll out the 5G network this week it was scheduled to come out january 5th 2022 and from the day the pandemic was declared until the 5g rollout was exactly day 666 bill gates has a patent tied with this whole thing it's 060606 and hr resolution today in congress there's a bill 6666 it's related to contact tracing. And I'm convinced the 5G tower, and this is a fact, they were all put up during the two weeks, slow the curve on house arrest. Um, Quarantine is when we kept the sick at home. Tyranny is when you keep the healthy at home. And Say that again. My my friends, listen to what he just said, and it is so true. Quarantine is when you keep the sick at home, but tyranny is when you kept the healthy at home. We were on house arrest, and in my book, I talked about a movie I saw in 1998 called Enemy of the State, starring Gene Hackman and Will Smith. It was American running for his life. His own government on his own soil was chasing him, and I'm watching this movie in 1998, and the hair on my forearm stood up like Don King, the boxing promoter. (laughs) And the Holy Spirit said in an empty theater, Frank Shelton, that would be some of the Christians, concerned citizens, conservatives, even clergy. In the last days, some will be deemed enemy of the state, not for living a double life or living wrong, but good will be called evil, evil will be good. And today there are pastors, patriots, and politicians who are deemed an enemy of the state. We are that late in the game. And, you know, it's a badge of honor. But what's scary with the 5G networks, it is also part surveillance. Um, Communism may sound good on paper, but I've been to communist countries, and you don't want it here. And I've met Pastor Arturo from Europe, who's been arrested three times now in Canada. He has seen it firsthand. And he's seeing it again. And when you've already lived it there, you don't want it here. And that's why the real Christians, the alarm, the internal 
alarm clock has gone off on some of God's remnant, the saints, his soldiers. And and I've heard it for a long time. I'll be frank on the radio. For five, six years, I've had a recurring dream that there is like a U.N. military force going door to door, seizing up godly, conscientious Christians, citizens. You know, the government already thinks that evangelical Christians are almost a cult or a watch list. It is crazy. But, you know, Dr. King was in prison. John the Baptist was in prison. Even Jesus himself had an unfair trial. And, you know, if it means, you know, having the greatest prison ministry since Chuck Colson, count me in. Because I'm telling you, God didn't call us to sit on the couch and play it safe. He told us to stand up in love and preach Jesus saves. Oh, my and, and, what and whatever the cost. I mean, when you know the truth, the truth will set Correct. you free and Correct. it will bind the enemy. But if well, you allow the enemy's lies to bind you, then you cannot well, properly pursue the truth. And this dovetails perfectly what you said. When Paul and Silas were in prison, they began to preach and pray and praise in the midnight hour. The Bible says the prisoners heard them. And what's interesting, Kaz, the prisoners weren't going to church, but when Paul and Silas were thrown wrongfully in prison, they, the church, had church, and when they prayed, preached, and praised, the prisoners heard them, and revival broke out. And they, prisoners, couldn't go to church, so they brought church to the prisoners, and the beautiful thing is their praise opened up the prison doors, and all the prisoners ran, and I thought it was interesting. I said, God, why didn't Paul and Silas run? And the Holy Spirit said, because they were already free. They didn't do nothing wrong. <laughs> and, you know, the guilt or, you know, hombre, hombre, they were like Speedy Gonzalez. Yes. But because they stayed back, they got to lead the jailer to Christ. Absolutely. And the, the one who rejected him was now respecting him. And they said, sir, what must I do to be saved? And they said, repent on the Lord Jesus Christ and be saved. And his whole house got saved. Um, you know, so the problem with the Patriot Act with nine eleven. The deep state hijacked that, and what used to be to watch terrorists to protect Americans, they've now turned the microscope and binoculars, and they're now calling conscientious citizens almost as if they're terrorists. The Patriot Act is now our enemy. It's not our friend. And that's where we're at. You know, and I don't know exactly the scriptural location for this, but you recognize the scripture as well. Maybe you can help me with the address on it. But there was an instance where the disciples were punished for telling the truth. In the book of Acts, I think it is, and the Bible says that they went away rejoicing, really realizing that they were accounted worthy to suffer for Christ's sake. Here we are right now, my listening friend, and the, the issue is this. We need to make our stand no matter what the cost, because the truth of God is more important than the fake truth and the lies that we are being fed. And you, my listening friend, have a role to play. You are built for such a time as this to make your godly stand. Further thoughts on that, Frank? We've got about uh, two or three minutes in this segment, so I, I want you to be setting this up for the final segment as well, where you're well, going to summarize everything. Well, just this past week, I had the honor in South Carolina to catch up with a retired three-star general, and he really went through persecution for serving the Lord. He exposed the enemy, went through a crazy lawsuit, but God vindicated him. But this is a three-star general at one time was in charge of the elite Delta Force, a godly man. And he was already fighting in the Middle East for America, 
But when the lawsuit came, he wanted to just quit. And it was his wife that looked at the three-star general and said, quote, you better start acting like the man I fell in love with. You got one more fight and don't quit on me now. And his wife encouraged that godly Christian general to get back in, suit up, and God and him won the battle. And you know what? Um, You know, I I don't think our families can live with us. Our kids wouldn't be proud of us. God wouldn't be appreciative of us. And the truth be told, I couldn't sleep with myself if we dial it in and business as usual. It doesn't mean be a jerk. But I'm telling you, um, discernment is at an all-time low And I really believe those who are on their knees praying to the Lord can hear the train coming down the track. Oh, my. And one of the reasons we're not hearing the Lord is because we're not alone with the Lord. We get more frustrated if we lose our cell phone. Recently, I had to get on my knees because I dropped the phone under my bed. And I'm just going to be transparent. It was like the Lord reminded me, Frank, you're always praying to me, but today's the first time you've been on your knees, and it was looking for the cell phone I lost. Uh, Frank, I got I, it. let me tell you this. Last night, that exact yeah. same thing, exact same thing happened to me. We went someplace, and I thought it fell out of my pocket, and I was uh, anxious, I mean, anxious and even fearful about that, and the Lord rebuked me as he Correct. directed my wife to sh- go look in the car during the daylight and found the thing that fell, it fell on the side of the seat. But that was exactly the same thing that happened to me today. Interesting that you would yeah. say that, Frank. Yeah, and we got to get alone with the Lord. I mean, we're not dropping names, but good Lord. I mean, in our cell phone, you know, could have a congressman's cell, senator's cell, the <laughs> wow. White House. Hey, we, we we've got uh, 30 seconds left in this segment, uh, Frank, so I need you to close yeah. this, and we're going to summarize well, everything in well, the last segment. Well, and it's not dropping names. we got to get back to the name above all names. But, I mean, you could have so-and-so in your phone and this person and that person. And, you know, the crazy thing is we got God on speed dial, but too often we're content with him being on hold. Oh, and when my. you break it down, it's not that God didn't have time for us. Oh, my. Too many Americans don't have time for God. My, my. Can we, can we uh, summarize this? My listening friend, I know you've been stirred by many of the things that Frank Shelton has shared with you. And in the last segment, we're going to spend tying all these things together and giving you godly solutions or next steps in your life to be the person whom you've been called to be for such a time as this when Frank Shelton and I come right back. More Come Together San Diego with Cass Taylor is next on K-Praise. Come Together San Diego with Cass Taylor on K-Praise. Well, hello, my friends. We've uh, actually excavated a lot of things on this radio show with my co-host, Frank Shelton, a remarkable author that has written a book called Urgency, Heaven or Hell. It's up to you to decide. And actually, it is really literally up to you. Anybody that tells you to follow their directive, God isn't interested in their directive. They're interested in what you do with the truth. So, Frank, uh, I'm going to give you, you know, free reign in this last hour to, I mean, this last segment to to tie all the strings together. It, by the way, my friends, we, we talked about making your stand for godliness, and I quoted a scripture in the last uh, segment, but I'm going to give you the address for that. I talked about the d- disciples making their godly stand, and they were 
not only reprimanded, they were prosecuted and persecuted on behalf of that, and they went away rejoicing because they realized that they were being counted worthy to suffer for Christ's sake. And that's in Acts 5.41. Where are you? Where am I? Uh, Where are we in this world? Are we willing to make our stand uh, for God's truth? Frank, I'm going to give it to you to close this, and I will, every once in a while, I'll chime in and say we have this much time remaining. Frank Shelton, you can do this because you're a broadcaster as well. Frank Shelton. Well, thank you. Well, on page 399 of my new book, uh, the goal of the New World Order can be summed up in four key points. In Revelations 13, 7, it talks about a one-world government. In Daniel 7, 4 through 7, we find a one-world leader. And we talked about one-world religion in Revelations 13, 8. And a one-world currency, you know, I heard my whole life in churches, they'd be a cashless society. They used to have that phrase, cash is king, but I knew that wasn't forever because only Christ is king. And that's why we got to put our trust in Christ alone. Um, But with cryptocurrency and the mark, there's a day you won't be able to buy or sell. I said March 2020 on Facebook, quote, the mask today could lead to the mark tomorrow. My. Because if you cannot go into the store without a mask, there'll be a day you cannot buy from the same store without the mark. And we were prophetic. I preached in Phoenix, Arizona in 2014, and I preached with tears in a pulpit. I said, quote, there is a tidal wave coming to America, and America is not ready for it. Quote, it is going to be a wave of not promotion, but persecution. And I shared that in 2014, and I could hear the train coming off the track back then. Yes. And in page 400 of the book, one of the sustainable growths that the U.N. has been boastfully promoting is one world government, one world currency, one world bank, one world military, the end of national sovereignty, the end of all privately owned property. No wonder Bill Gates went on a spending spree and owns more farms than anyone in the U.S. The end of the family unit that should awake every concerned parent. Depopulation, mandatory multiple vaccines, austerity, which is a universal basic income, microchip society for purchases, travel tracking, big brother on steroids, uh, implementation of a global social credit system in China. They already have it. If someone in China today doesn't like what someone posts in s- social media, a neighbor, a friend, a colleague could rat them out, and they not only get a kickback, you would get a demerit. Oh, yes. You may be banned from Amazon. If you're trying to get a child in college, that may be the difference of yes or no admittance. If you're trying to qualify for a loan, if you do, it may be a higher interest rate. That is not good. That's right. And that's not God. And that's also going on in other countries like Australia as well, my listening friend. Yeah. So, so, so pay close attention. But Frank, uh, I, I'd like you to pay off the, the value of being a saint. There is a solution, and it has everything to do with your intimacy with God and His intimacy with you. And this is actually, this is actually a good thing because it it tells you how close the Lord's return is. I'm going to hand it to you as you pay this off. Uh, we've got about four minutes or so left in this segment. But my listening friend, you need to be encouraged by these things. 
A lot of people right. get that news and they go, oh, woe right. is me. I'd rather just ignore it. But the truth of the no. matter is use this as your inspiration to make a godly stand. And the more people who make their godly stand, the enemy cannot combat God's kids right. who are being obedient. Frank? That's good. And, and you know what? Whatever Hollywood is saying, do the exact opposite. There's a brand new movie. It's out. It's called Don't Look Up. That was fingernails on the chalkboard for me, too. Just coming out. Don't look up. Jesus said, you know, the Bible says, look up for our redemption, our redemption yes. for all it's nigh. And so what and here's the thing. When you have million dollar athletes saying something, I say this in love and pray for them. I have friends who are chaplain in the NBA. I have friends chaplain in the NFL. I have chaplains, friends in the MLD. I was a chaplain invited at three Olympics. Again, influencing influencers. But when you have folks who are basically pawns on the devil's chessboard, you got to do the opposite. You know, they've been bought out. They've sold out. Pray for them. But I'm telling you, you got to be hearing from the Lord. Yes. And um, so, you know, more than ever, we just got to focus on God. And there is hope. But here's the catch. This is a chance. If you don't know the Lord, you need to know Christ as your Savior. I wouldn't bet on wanting to inherit the lottery or have all the gold in Fort Knox and risk living another day without coming to faith in Christ. I mean, Jesus truly could have came during the two weeks slow the curve, and we're not going back to normal. The only no. thing coming back is Jesus. <laughs> and, and you've got and you two minutes it. to sell that point, my evangelist well, friend. coming to Jesus is easy as the ABCs. The guy that's been on Air Force One and flown on Air Force Two and worked in four White Houses is telling you the answer is in God, not government. It's in the Savior, not science. And our hope has to be in the Lord. Hell is too long to be wrong. And coming to Jesus is easy as the ABCs. And 90 seconds, A, admit that you're a sinner. None of us are perfect. Adam and Eve dropped the ball, but Jesus picked it up and won the game. If you're alive and discouraged and defeated and depressed, have debt, maybe been divorced, I got good news. If you're not dead, God's not done with you. A, admit that he is the Son of God. B, believe that Jesus is the only way to heaven. And C, confess with your mouth that Christ is Lord. Muhammad is dead. Buddha is dead. Confucius is dead. Religion is dead. Past popes are dead. Desmond Tutu just died. Mother Teresa is dead. And Elvis Presley's birthday was today but he's still in the grave. Jesus is alive and well. He's at the right hand of the Father, and he's not a good way to heaven. He's the only way to heaven. With 45 seconds, if you've never trusted Christ, whisper this prayer. Lord Jesus, I'm a sinner. You're the Savior. I realize if it was just me, Jesus would have left heaven to come to earth for me. I believe that your blood on the cross that was shed forgives my sin. I want to repent from my past. I'm asking you to come into my heart, cleanse me. I want to repent and I want to serve you. You died on the cross for me. Your death was my substitution. They put you in the tomb and you arose on the third day. 
I'm trusting not a dead God, but the living Lord. Uh, Be my best friend and take me to heaven when I die. Save my soul in Jesus' name. Amen. Frank Sheldon, you are brilliant in your timing, and you have uh, consummated this two-hour time together exactly properly. My listening friend, I, I, I want to thank you, Frank, for, Frank Shelton, for joining us. A quick, very, very quick website, and I'm going to close the show because it's time for us to go. Frank? Yes, sir. FrankShelton.com. And remember, when you're down to nothing... Jesus is up to something. (laughs) (laughs) My listening friend, I hope you've enjoyed this show. Come together, San Diego. More good stuff next week. And just remember, God has you in the thick of things because you were built for such a time as this. Thank you, Frank. Thank you, my listening friends. See you next week. Thanks for joining Kaz Taylor and his many friends, including you, for Come Together San Diego. Join us again next week as we explore what unity in the body of Christ sounds like within this county and beyond on Come Together San Diego. Tell a friend, tell a neighbor, tell a co-worker, and then let's all come together San Diego next Saturday from 5 to 7 p.m. on K-Praise. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.